Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Welcome, everyone. I hope you survived the Halloween holiday and are coming down off of your sugar high. I know that most of the candy around here has either been distributed elsewhere or hidden away, and I don't even want to know where it's at. So today I want to talk about review. We are mid-semester. A lot of us may have started maybe mid-summer, late August, early September, or maybe even later than that. But for a lot of people, this is kind of a midpoint of the semester for a lot of people. And it's time to kind of review and see how things are going. Perhaps you are doing an online curriculum or a textbook curriculum, and maybe it's time to look at that and see how that's going. Are your children doing well? Are they bored out of their minds? Are they struggling? In some cases, it's definitely a time to reevaluate what you're doing. Sometimes it's just a matter of tweaking how you're doing it. I know with my daughter, she she probably has ADHD. I don't know. She's never been diagnosed, but I'm guessing she has at least somewhat of uh, some of those issues. So for me to expect her to sit down and do any curriculum, no matter what it is, for longer than about 15 to 20 minutes at a time is pretty pointless. So I know with her, if she's not doing well in a program or an online thing we're doing or in a textbook, I have to look at how much I'm having her do. So for example, we use teaching textbooks for math. So if she is struggling, I need to look at how long has she been working on a lesson. If it's more than 20 minutes, it's probably because she needs to take a break. And after that 20 minutes, she's distracted. She's not absorbing the information she's taking in. She's not processing information very clearly anymore. So those problems are probably going to get missed or not done correctly. So for me to be able to realize what some of her strengths and weaknesses are, I know that taking 15 to 20 minute session times and then taking maybe a 10 or 15 minute break and then coming back to it is what works best for her. And sometimes little tweaks like that are things we need to figure out for our own kids. It may not be that we have to just chuck the whole program. It may be that we just need to tweak how we are using it and figure that out. And sometimes that's a little bit difficult. Sometimes it's just trial and error. So I encourage you to try some different things And don't worry about, oh, we have to get so much done every week. Because here's the deal. I can tell you right now, we oftentimes will skip a day of, let's just use the math, for example, teaching textbooks. But it's something that I know that we can do two lessons another day. I know that it's something that I can do two lessons twice a week, one lesson once a week. I know it's something that I can do throughout the summer. I can do it through breaks if I want to. It's not a matter of getting behind because they're always learning. They're always there. You don't have to stick with a, a curriculum for just one school year. It can spread out past that if necessary. So for example, even though I kind of have a general idea in my head of maybe where I want her to be with a certain curriculum at a certain time, 
I know that if we start to kind of get, quote, behind where I might want to be, then I can just have her do two lessons in one day. And that's not to say that I'm going to have her sit down and do those two lessons back to back. Sometimes I might do that, but not usually because that doesn't work very well for her. So I might have her do one earlier in the day. Then she does mother work. Then she takes a break. Then we might go take a class somewhere else or maybe meet up with friends. And then later on in the day when I have her sit down for a little while to do some other schoolwork, I may have her do another lesson and maybe some reading or something like that. So again, you can get creative. You can figure out how to do what works best for you and your schedule and your child. There are other instances that you may look at a curriculum and you may see how your child is doing and maybe you don't like it. Maybe your child doesn't like it. Maybe it's just not working. Maybe you're stuck. And you know what? It's okay to just let it go. I know it's sometimes really hard for us because in our head we're like, wow, I paid for this, I researched this, I really want to use this. But sometimes if it's not working, you just got to let it go. You You just have to try something new. Now, I don't say this lightly because sometimes I do think you have to give it time. But if you've been working on a certain program for a good two months and you're not seeing any progress and it's drudgery and your kids are dreading it, there's really no benefit to continuing doing that. They're not learning. They're not engaged. They're not retaining it. They're losing their love of learning. And you know what? It's just not worth it. You just have to cut your losses and let it go and find something else. I know money can be an issue sometimes. And maybe we think, oh my gosh, I spent $200 on this. I can't afford something else. But the great thing about homeschooling that I have found is that there are so many resources out there that are free or cheap or you can buy it used or just such a variety of things that you can do to save money with homeschooling that you can find things very affordably or even free. For example, even if you were not going to buy a new program because let's say you couldn't afford it, you've already bought this one. But before I go on, sometimes programs do have money back guarantees. So do check into that because sometimes you can return things within a certain window and get your money back. So that is something to be aware of. But let's just say you can't and this is not working for you. Definitely look at what you're trying to learn. Look at whatever it is. I don't know what grade they are. Maybe they're elementary, maybe they're middle school, maybe they're high school. Look at what resources you really need to teach whatever that is. Let's say it's writing and they are just bombing with this writing program. Maybe you just look at printing off some stuff on the internet for how to write a five paragraph essay. Maybe you write some things, uh, type up some uh, prompts, some writing prompts. You can get those free so often off the internet. There are books you can get from the library on writing prompts. There are so many things that you can get really affordably or free to teach basic things like writing especially and for history you can check books out of the library you can find things online that are free for teaching a lot of things I think math is a little bit more challenging because I do think math is important to have a consistent program over time because math programs tend to cover things in certain sequences But if you jump around between programs, you are definitely going to miss skills 
because usually programs will cover them at different points in time. So if you're jumping around with math programs, there could be some issues with that. But I think with most other topics, you can easily use different resources to teach those concepts and those skills and those ideas very easily without an expensive program. So let's get back to kind of reviewing what you're doing throughout the year. So it's midterm, you've looked at what you're doing. Maybe you need to adjust timing. Maybe you need to just totally check the whole thing. Maybe you just need to look at your time of day, like how much time you have in a day and everything that you're doing. Maybe you have too many extracurricular activities. Maybe you're overstressed and overscheduled. I know this year, I will totally admit that when we started the year, usually we always have um, some outside classes on Tuesday and Thursday. We attend classes at what we call a homeschool campus. And there it's kind of an a la carte. You pick which classes you're interested in, anywhere from writing, math, cooking, art, PE, music, you know, whatever. You pick the classes and you take those classes once a week. So I knew that we were going to be doing Tuesday, Thursdays. Kind of towards the end of the summer, these new programs popped up that I wasn't aware of in the past, and suddenly they sounded really great. And I talked to my daughter, she was, of course, this is a 10 year old, she was all excited, yes, I wanna do that. Next thing I know, we're starting the year with programs five days a week. Now that is not normal for us, and I, started the year thinking, what have I done? This is really way over the top for us because we usually only do things two, maybe three days a week. So I really was a little nervous about how this was going to work, but we are mid-semester. So far, it's working pretty well. But I will tell you, just last week, my 10-year-old said, Mom, how much longer is one of these uh, classes because I'm over it. I'm done. And that does not surprise me in any way. And I told her, you only have five more, five more weeks, and then you're done and we won't sign up for this next semester. And she was like, yay. And she said she liked it, but she was just done with it. And I think that was just because we got over scheduled. So we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. I know that next semester we're not going to have things five days a week. It will only be maybe three days a week tops. So that's something that I can kind of look at. But also my older daughter, she's doing aerial silks three nights a week and martial arts once a week. That's a lot, especially with her college schedule and her class schedule. So that is a lot. And we've talked about that and we've talked about how to manage time. We've talked about that being too much because she also has a part-time job that she works two days a week. That's a lot of stuff for her to be doing. And, but she's also really motivated and she's super passionate about the aerial silk. So she really wants to stick with that. She really wants money. So she doesn't want to quit her job. So she did take a short break from martial arts until the holiday because she just was having a hard time fitting everything in. That wasn't really my ideal solution since that's been the longest running activity. And it certainly wasn't her um, teachers, her martial arts teachers uh, ideal situation. She was really um, hesitant about 
allowing that. But again, I had, she's 18 now. I have to leave this up to her. She has to make some of these decisions for herself. So that was her decision. And that's how she is managing to get through the end of the semester. And that just happened last week. So some of these things you really have to kind of look at. On the flip side, my middle schooler, who really hasn't had a lot of other activities going on, he doesn't have extracurriculars, he doesn't have sports, he just kind of hangs out with his friends or perhaps does um, RC cars or plays video games, that's his extra stuff, but he doesn't really have any outside extra activities. He's my one that suddenly, out of the blue in the last few weeks, has kind of become more social and wants to do more with his friends outside of school, like park days and things like that, which is great. So you just never know when things will change, either get busier or less busy as time goes on. And it's a great time to kind of just look over everything, look over all of your kids' schedules, see what's working and what's not. The other thing I kind of encourage people to do, because sometimes people don't think about this, and that is the timing of the day when you're doing things. We kind of are in this mindset of school is during the day. School is between, let's say, eight and three or whatever the time is in your mind. And a lot of times that just isn't the case. A lot of people that homeschool really don't do a lot early in the morning. I shouldn't say a lot. A lot that I know don't do a lot of things early in the morning. They're not really morning people. And that includes me. I'm not a morning person. However, we do have a lot going on in the morning. But we try to do things that require heavier thinking or more complex work for the afternoon because that's when the kids are sharper. That's when they're more alert, more awake, more engaged. And so for my youngest one and my middle schooler, that's when they're doing a lot of their work. My high schooler, she does not do work in the morning before noon, I would say, for the most part. She does some work in the afternoon, but she does most of her work in the evening. That is just a teenager's time clock, I guess. But she does a lot of her work in the evenings. That's just what works for her. And I've tried to push her doing more work during the day, thinking you know, she's procrastinating, she's putting it off. And over the years, I have realized that now that's just her when she works, that's her style. So you just have to respect what each person's kind of internal clock is for when they get work done the best for them. And you just kind of got to go with it. The last thing I want to bring up is if you are a newer homeschooler and perhaps that you have been doing more of that school at home kind of style, which is, and if that's working for you, then that's great. But one of the, one thing I really kind of want to encourage is that if you have been home this first half of the semester, if you've kind of been focusing on the academics and getting stuff done, I want to encourage you to maybe get out a little bit, go engage in some things in the community. Go do some field trips, go to the museums, go to the park days with other homeschoolers, go to other events. Just get out there and realize that learning is going on all the time and kids can learn so much just in just general life experiences, as well as all those great field trips and museums and zoos and parks and the beaches. 
and all those things. So if you have been doing a lot of work at home, just remember to get out there. Don't don't <laughs> set that stereotype that, oh, homeschoolers are so isolated and they stay at home. I realize that sometimes that's necessary and sometimes that happens. But in general, it's the exception for all the people that I know. All the homeschoolers I know, they get out a lot. And for a new homeschooler, sometimes that's hard to kind of balance in your head of that you want to get certain things done as far as the academics during the day. And sometimes between multiple children, especially if you have like a baby or a toddler, sometimes trying to balance all of that and getting all the quote school work done. Next thing you know, you've started early in the morning and it's three or four in the afternoon and you're like, wait, I don't have time to get out and go to story time or go to these events. And so sometimes you have to kind of lighten up just a little bit on the academics and what you're doing and maybe save one day a week to do those outside things or maybe two afternoons a week you're going to say we're not going to do schoolwork after one o'clock and we're going to go do the museum or the park day or the field trip or whatever it might be sometimes we just kind of have to push ourselves to get out of our routine if it's not working for us if it's something that's really working for you then great but sometimes it doesn't work for us, but we're not quite sure how to get out of it. So that's just an idea for you to be thinking about. Again, it's mid-semester. It's time to just kind of review and kind of refine what's going on in your homeschool because you want this to work for you as the parent and you want it to work, obviously, for your child or your children. So it's okay to make some changes as you go along the way. It's okay to chuck it all out the window and start over. And it's okay to keep going if it's working. So again, just a reminder to take some time, review what's going on, and make sure that everything is really benefiting your child. If you've enjoyed the podcast, I hope you will take a few minutes to leave me a review. I would greatly appreciate it, and it definitely helps my visibility for people that are looking for homeschool podcasts. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please tell your friends to listen to. You can find me on Instagram at Latte Books to Read or on Facebook at Learning Outside the Lines Podcast. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.